Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Epic Fantasy Romance. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Ah. Ambrosia. Today is Thursday, March 2nd. Uh, here we are, March of 2023. And uh, yeah, it's kind of um, coming in like a lion, right? My mom sent me a photo of snow in Tucson this morning. Maybe I'll put that one on the show notes for you all. Very rare occurrence for them. You'll see on the photo, if you look at it, that it's um, very uh, minimal melting quickly. Oh, so, um, been busy. Busy couple of days here. Uh, I finished my revisions to amethyst job sent those off to agent sarah so those are off my desk that was a very intense couple of days monday and tuesday getting those done but i was happy with what i got done i'm sure that the uh, synopsis <laughs> will not satisfy her but at least she can come back and ask for specifics and uh, the agency interns work on that, uh, and they will go through pages as well. So, so that's good. Um, yeah, I, I was happy with how it came out. Uh, minor frustration. Um, a couple of the, well, actually just one. One of the readers who was totally new to the story, um, maybe even, no, actually two of the ones who were new to the story, said... Uh, that that was a little info dumpy in places. And it was like, it was in exactly those places where agent Sarah asked me to explain the world. Can't win for losing, right? Always a balance. Um, so for those of you who are younger writers, um, younger in the business uh, and struggle with that balance of with world building of, info dumping versus um, weaving it in, uh, the whole show don't tell. Um, it is, <laughs> just reminded me of something. Sorry, it was just remembered a funny thing I need to tell one of my friends. So anyway, um, even at this point in my career where, you know, like I feel like I should be able to just, um, I was going to wave my wand, but I dropped it. So, you know, what does that tell us? <sighs> Hang on. Probably means I shouldn't be waving my wand, but I'm going to wave my wand and wish that I could just have a book come together um, and that it could be perfect, that I could just have this perfect balance of showing and telling, world building that doesn't feel too slow for people. Um, the thing is, <laughs> I mean, this is almost like more of the cane shaking, in which case we reverse the wand to, to shake our cane. And, oh, you kids, just get off my lawn. Um, you know, every time I see readers complaining about, like, the first book is too slow, um, that, you know, because there's all that world building in it, you know, I think back to... You know, it's just a taste thing, you know, and taste has changed. 
you know, that it used to be that fantasy novels, you know, the doorstop novels, spent a lot, a lot of time on world building. And, and we didn't mind it. Um, you know, of course, we didn't have TikTok videos to watch instead. You know, it's all a matter of attention. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's an ongoing process. I mean, I think that's like like all things creative, that you're hopefully continuing to grow and improve. Um, you know, it's... Uh, you, perfection is an unattainable ideal. I was talking with a friend of mine who was saying that they wanted to be the best, the best something. Um, and that that had been like one of their life, I don't know, um, values that always they had been looking for, you know, if they were going to do something, they wanted to be the best at it. And I said, you know, I don't think I believe in that. And they said, what do you mean you don't believe in it? <laughs> and I said, well, for myself, I don't believe in trying to be the best because it's a moving target, right? You know, maybe you could be the best in this moment. But then the next moment, someone else is the best. Um, you know, and I think likewise, I don't think perfection is a moving target. I think it's a non-existent target, right? It's where the asymptote is approaching infinity or approaching zero, and depending on what you think of as perfection, right? But you never actually hit it. Um, it's, an, it's an unattainable goal. And everybody has their own idea of what the balance is. Agent Sarah really wants things explained to her. Um, my writer friends are the ones who really push for the showing and not telling. It's, um, you know, can it ever be perfectly seamless? I don't think so. So anyway, it's done for now. It's off my plate, off my desk. It's off with Agent Sarah. Um, we should get news back. Well, she said by the end of the month, if not sooner, um, at this point, March having started yesterday, no shocker there, right? Um, I'm just going to devote the rest of the month to finishing Rogue Familiar. I really, really want to get that book out this month. Um, and so I am I'm trying for 4,000 words a day, which is what I need to do in order to get this book done in time. So those of you who have been following me for a long time, I hope you are not burying your faces in your hands at this point. I think I can do this. I think that I can just make this be a marathon. And if it means that I collapse for a couple weeks in April, then so be it. April, I'm going to have a fair amount of travel. So, um, you know, maybe I'll take a vacation. <gasps> Shockingly enough. Um, but I want to get this done. So, so yeah, that's the goal. I actually made my interim goal yesterday. Yes, it made me tired. Um, but I'm hoping that I can like, by aspiring to this goal that I can, that I can make it. So, um, yeah, I even considered like suspending the podcast for a month, but we all know my mother would have a fit if I did that. She's probably already out there yelling at me going no so we'll keep doing it but I think that for the month of March I'm going to be just um 
balls to the wall, right? Writing this book, doing Sifwa stuff, and really not a whole lot else. Let's see how it goes. Um, of course, you all might be saying, but Jeff, you don't do a whole lot else otherwise. Um, <laughs> I mean, I do I? I've been going through this strange phase of my life where um, people keep telling me how busy I am. And and they are saying it in the very nicest possible way. Um, in it, this understanding, um, supportive way where they'll say, you know, well, you know, I know you're so busy. So, you know, like on Saturday, for the first time, I went down to my Land of Enchantment Romance Authors meeting, first time since before pandemic that I went in person. And uh, many of, if you've been following me for a while, you know that one of my friends there that was in that group passed away in early January. And I'm resolved to try to see people more. And so I went down and... Uh, it was good to see people. Uh, I was glad that I went. And I I said as much. I said I had not meant to stay away this long. And one of the gals said, well, we know that you're so busy. And I thought, am I? And Dorinda was there, who I meet with online every day. And I said, well, I don't think I'm that busy. And Dorinda said, oh, you are. You work much harder than I do. And and there are other people in my life, you know, who when they contact me, they say, oh, well, you know, I know you're so busy, you know, it, you don't have to talk to me, you know, and all this kind of thing. And it's like, yes, I have a lot going on in my life and I'm, I'm busy. I mean, I have work I have to do. This month is going to be busy. I mean, now it's like, I'm. what's that uh, thing? where you say a word enough times that it stops making any sense. Semantic satiation. Yes, when you say a word so many times that it starts to lose meaning. What does busy even mean? Busy, busy. So it's got that busy sound, doesn't it? Um, I'm not so busy that I don't want to hear from people, that I don't want to be part of people's lives, um, for them to be part of my life. So... I don't know. It's just kind of a funny thing. At the same time, I greatly appreciate the consideration because, you know, like with SIFWA stuff, if I'm in a meeting, uh, our executive director, Kate, is really good about taking care of me because she will say, does Jeffy need to be in this meeting? Or does anyone have anything for Jeffy? Or if you're done, can we let Jeffy go? Um, and that is, that's very meaningful for me because I'm usually like, yay, I get to go. Um, right now, I alluded to this the other day, but we have started calling the Nebula finalists. And this is one of the great perks of the job that I get to call people. And, uh, you know, it's really delightful because even people who have been finalists before, um, or their works have been finalists before. I, I have to watch my language on that. Um, Long-time listeners know that I feel like it's important to make that distinction between I am not a finalist, my work is a finalist. Uh, same way, you know, like I didn't get a negative review, my book got a negative review. It's a, it's a very important distinction. So even though these are creators who have had their works 
final Nebulas before, they are still surprised. Um, and they're surprised that I'm, I'll, I'll say, well, I imagine you can guess why I'm calling you. And they're like, no, I, why, <laughs> why are you calling me? They're all very nice to me. They're, you know, they're intrigued. Why, are, why is the president of Sipco calling? Um, but then there's this moment and it reminds me of the movie, the little sun movie, which I have talked about on before and, and you, some of you have seen it and love it too, which is bed of roses, um, with Christian Slater and Mary Stuart Masterson, 1996 movie, which is not available on streaming. I don't know why, uh, you could get it on like VHS and Blu-ray. I have it on VHS still. Um, hopefully one day they'll make it available for streaming, but I mean, like on IMDb, it has like 50 reviews. I feel like, you know, like a hundred of us saw this movie and it was all everyone who went to see it in the movie theater in 1996, including me. I went to see it twice in the movie theater. I remember it came out in the middle of winter in, in Laramie, Wyoming, my small town and the lushness of the flowers because uh, Christian Slater works in a flower shop and just the panning of, of the flowers. It was like fed my soul. I needed it so much in that winter. And it's a wonderful, wonderful romance. It's a really good romance about emotional wounds. And uh, if you are a romance writer, it's, it's a great one to watch. Um, but at one point, so Christian Slater has a somewhat complicated backstory. He is not just the owner of a flower shop, um, which comes out later. I won't spoil it for you. But at one point, Mary Stuart Masterson, who is like high powered businesswoman, asks him, why is he only doing this? Why is he delivering flowers? Well, for, she doesn't know that he owns the flower shop. I'm doing a terrible job of describing this movie. I'm very sorry. Um, she thinks he just delivers flowers. And she asks him, why does he do this? And he says um, that there's that moment when they open the door and see him holding the flowers. That it doesn't matter if it's for a death or a happy occasion that there's this moment where their faces transform when they take in the flowers. Uh, and that line's obviously always stuck with me. And there's something like that with this, with calling the finalists and telling them, and, and there's this pause where they take it in and then they make some kind of sound, um, usually an inhale of breath of some sort. Uh, it would be, I would love to be able to capture it in prose, right? This is where we say things like they gasped or they blinked. Um, and it's always this, I, I don't know that there's something about this pregnant pause and I imagine their faces and, and, and then they think of something to say, you know, something gracious. And they're like, oh, I can't believe it. I'm just so surprised. I'm, oh, thank you. Oh, this is just, and, and they kind of sputter. And it's wonderful. And, and they'll say, I, and, and then they'll often apologize and say, I, I'm sorry. I'm just so, I'm so gobsmacked. I just, and I'll, and I'll say, you know, that's fine. Take a moment, take a, take a couple breaths. You should be, it's, it's a big thing. And, 
you know, and then we go into, because I have to do business with them, you know, and verify information and all of this kind of thing and tell them about next steps. And it's just, um, it's just a wonderful thing. Um, even people who are far along in their careers, there's that, that moment of, of utter joy, of just delight, you know, here is this recognition from, from your peers and what a lovely thing it is. So, um, so yeah, that's what I'm doing. Uh, I will, I will keep podcasting. Wish me good luck. Um, I just, I really, really need to get this book done this month. Uh, I did make progress on it in the last, well, yesterday, I guess I shouldn't say last couple of days. Yesterday I made progress. I hope to make more progress today. Uh, I'm just going to put in longer hours writing. And um, in this case, I shall truly be busy, but not so busy that I don't want to hear from people. Uh, it's, it's kind of a funny thing uh, when you have this curated presence uh, out in the world, you know, like on social media, here on the podcast in different places. And I've, I've experienced this for a long time that people in my life often feel like they know a whole lot about me because they do, right? They listen to my podcast, they see my posts, they know what's going on in my life, but I don't hear back from them. So I don't know what's going on in their lives. It's this sort of weird one way communication. So I'm always having to tell people that I want to hear. I am not so busy that I don't want to hear from you all. So, um, obviously busy will have to be one of the tag words for this, uh, podcast. All right. I'm going to get to work. I hope you all have a fabulous Thursday. Uh, I love hearing back from those of you who are getting your creative works going. That's awesome. That's, uh, more power to you. Let's, let's all go out and get this stuff done. Huh? You all take care. Bye-bye.